The following is presented by the Center for Political Innovation, CPI, Building American Socialism for the 21st Century. To learn more, visit cpiusa.org. There's another topic I wanted to touch on here in my opening remarks, um, because I have to touch on it, right? I thought about, can I not talk about it? And that, if I, again, if I, if I was just doing what I would rather do, if I was just doing what I would rather do, I would not talk about this. I, I would not talk about this. I'm surprised that Kyle Kalinske and Breaking Points didn't stand up for you guys as well. I thought they were free speech absolutists. Yeah, well, they, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and if it was up to me, I would not talk about this issue. Well, we got to talk about this issue, right? Um, and I, I guess I'll say a little bit and then I'll, I'll show you the videos because, again, this is going to be a nuanced situation. I mean, it's not a nuanced position. My position is going to be very straightforward. But some of the stuff I'm going to say after I give you my overall position is going to be a little bit nuanced. So first things first, I'm pro-choice. You have to be pro In my view, okay, I respect you if you're a Muslim. I respect you if you're a Christian. I respect you if you're a, an Orthodox Jew or if you're a Hindu. If you believe abortion is wrong, I respect your right to believe that. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to cut ties with you and I'm not going to call you a bigot for that. But I'm going to disagree with you. I think that abortion needs to be legal for this reason. Overturning Roe v. Wade is wrong for the simple, for a legal reason, right? First of all, first of all, there's a difference between law and morality. If you think abortion's wrong, fine, right? That's not why we have laws. Laws exist to protect rights. You know, we have law against murder. The idea is the state is obligated to protect me from having my life taken, right? There's a social contract. I don't go around killing other people. And in exchange, the state protects me from other people who might go around killing me. Right. And and this is kind of how these things work. Right. That, that what is moral and what is legal are two different things, two different things. Right. Um, that, you know, there may be bad things people do, but. That doesn't matter. So the question of whether or not a fetus is a human life that is therefore worthy of state protection. Is not one that can be answered with anything other than religion. Only religion, only religion can determine whether or not a fetus is a life, a full human life, that it would be then murder to take. Only religion can determine that. Nobody, nobody can really say that they know for a fact that, that fetus is a full human being that deserves the full protection of a human being. No one can say that. You can believe that in your heart from your religion. You can believe that philosophically. Um, but at the end of the day, you, you, the only way you can really say that is not from a place of rationalism, right? So with that said, we have to allow abortion, right? We, I, mean, I mean, we have to because if we, if we were to outlaw abortion, at that point, we would be making law on the basis of religious and philosophical concepts. Law does not exist to force people to do the right thing. It doesn't. Law exists in order to protect the rights of the individuals. Um, and at this point, we should know as Marxists that if the law were to change, if the law were to start forcing morality on people, as Marxists, we would be against that. Because we live in a capitalist society, and it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the working class that would be benefiting from it. It would be the ruling class. And if we gave the ruling class the power 
to start passing laws based on what they think is right and wrong, well, they could outlaw being a communist, right? Well, why? Because they think it's wrong. Their religion, their beliefs, you know, or they could outlaw uh, going on strike. Why? They think it's wrong. Or they could outlaw protesting or they, you know, because they think it's wrong, right? When we start, when you, when you cross that line, when law starts being about what somebody thinks is right or what somebody thinks is wrong, at that point, you're no longer living in a, in a liberal society. You're starting to enter, you're entering an illiberal society. And Marxism, sure, is a form of illiberalism. But when capitalism collapses into illiberalism, that's called fascism. And we don't want that, right? So if, if the capitalist state were to start saying, well, you know what? We've decided that in our heart and in our soul, we think that that fetus is alive. That's the capitalist state saying we are now starting to embrace and impose religious and philosophical beliefs onto society. And at that point, we're seeing the collapse of liberalism. And liberalism will eventually collapse. But we would prefer that it collapse into a socialist revolution. However, um, right now, the working class movement is not strong enough. I mean, we're not going to have a socialist revolution. So, you know, at this democratic rights, that's why we would be opposed. You know, we're opposed to PayPal banning dissident voices. That's why we, we would oppose, you know, laws to shut down free speech on the Internet is that that we want to defend liberalism from collapsing into illiberalism. Because right now, if liberalism collapses into illiberalism, the result is the ruling class shutting down dissent and moving toward fascism. Now, ultimately, we want liberalism to be overturned by a working class socialist illiberalism eventually, but we're not at that place. And so you have to be pro-choice. That, I mean, I just, I'm sorry, but it's like, you know, if we give the government the right to start legislating morality, we can be damn sure the morality they're going to legislate is going to be hostile to us. It's going to be for imperialism. It's going to be for capitalism. We have to oppose it. So that said, I'm pro-choice. And, and the fact that, you know, it's now pretty well proven that, you know, the Supreme Court, it's not been released yet. The Supreme Court hasn't come forward and said it, uh, but they are going to overturn abortion. They are going to overturn the Roe v. versus Wade decision, which will give a number of states the right to outlaw abortion. Which on top of that will, in a, in a number of states, it'll be automatic, right? There are a number of states that have what are called trigger laws. The second Roe v. Wade is overturned. Uh, at that point, out, abortion is outlawed. So it's very likely that in the next few days, a number of states like Tennessee and Kentucky and Alabama and Texas are going to immediately outlaw abortion. That's wrong. It's wrong because the state, the capitalist state, has no right to make moralistic determinations like this. Um, so I am pro-choice. Let me repeat that. I'm pro-choice. Let me repeat that. I am pro-choice. I don't know how many times I have to say this, but you know, my position is that abortion should remain legal, that the capitalist state in the United States has no right to legislate morality, right? Has no right to determine what right and wrong is for individuals and to legislate on that basis, right? That, you know, what they call the privacy right. Privacy means your business, right? The government doesn't have the right to come into your house and tell you how to paint how to paint your, your walls. If you want to paint your walls blue or purple, you have the right to do it. Your right to privacy, right? That, that there are, you know, your personal being, your body, your body, your, you know, your personal property, for the most part, as long as you don't violate the rights of somebody else, the government has no right to get involved. And so because we cannot prove, we cannot prove, we cannot really determine whether or not that fetus is indeed a life the state is obligated to protect at that point, we can't stop a woman from terminating a pregnancy. We can't because 
because that would be violating her right to privacy. We would be getting inside of the, the government would be getting inside of her uterus at that point. You know, I mean, you know, and we just, we don't have the right to do it. Um, you know, so that's my position. I am pro-choice because based on how I rationally understand things, you know, and I can keep repeating myself all night, but I'm telling you all I'm pro-choice. That said, um, I will say that, that, I mean, I am just cringing about the upcoming abortion debate. Abortion is less common under socialism because socialism gives a, will give a better quality of life for children. Um, yeah, and I'm just cringing for the upcoming abortion debate. I'm cringing for it. And thank you, Kelly, for the super chat. I'm cringing for the upcoming abortion debate. It's going to be an utter nightmare. And no, I, I won't be in the streets. I mean, I don't protest as a journalist. I try to avoid protest. There's going to be a huge, I mean, there's going to be huge protests around this. And the people are rightly outraged. But aye, aye, aye. I just saw this video. And all right, I, I'm going to have to show you, if you haven't seen, this is Elizabeth Warren. Uh, this is Elizabeth Warren recently. And I just, this is so frustrating. I am angry. Angry and upset? Angry and upset and determined. The United States Congress can keep Roe versus Wade the law of the land. They just need to do it. I, I've never seen you so angry. You seem to be... This is what... The never seen her so angry. Remember when the, the country in Africa with the highest life expectancy got bombed and destroyed? You remember that? The, the country in Africa with the highest life expectancy, Libya, got bombed and destroyed. And there are all these lies to justify it, that Gaddafi was given out, you know, uh, you know, Viagra so his soldiers could rape people. All this turned out to all be lies. You remember that? But she's never been so angry. Never been so angry. Republicans have been working toward this day for decades. They have been out there plotting, carefully cultivating these Supreme Court justices so they could have a majority on the bench who would accomplish something that the majority of Americans do not want. She's right. The majority of Americans want abortion to be legal. However, to be fair, now, you know, again, someone's going to hear this and say I'm anti-choice. I'm not. I'm just telling you this Roe versus Wade decision would give states the right to outlaw abortion. And I think in states like Alabama, states like Tennessee, a majority favors outlawing it. Just to be clear, right? Overturning Roe versus Wade doesn't immediately outlaw abortion. It gives states the right to outlaw abortion. 69% of people across this country, across this country, red states and blue states, old people and young people, want Roe versus Wade to maintain no, as the law of the children land. We need to do no, that. And we have a right. Extremists, we've heard enough from the extremists. Yeah, so that's that's Elizabeth Warren. And I mean, folks, first of all, I don't know for those who have been watching this program for a long time and have been watching me on here. Um, I actually predicted that Roe versus Wade was going to be overturned um, about two years ago when I was still doing the streams. They were just on Saturday. I gave the prediction. I said Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned. And why is it going to be overturned? Because that's a way to bring the red states back into the political process. It's something that they can do for the red state people that doesn't really, really change the structure of the country. Because here's the thing. If Alabama and Texas and Tennessee and Kentucky can outlaw abortion, um, people can still travel to other states and get abortions. Now, there are laws to outlaw traveling to another state to get abortion. And that won't stand up, 
right? I mean, that that will not stand up, right? Because I mean, there's there's good established law. You can't do that, right? You know, you you can't like you know someone goes to Tennessee and murders somebody and then comes back and they get charged in Tennessee. That doesn't work that way, right? And no state is gonna you know that that's not gonna stand, right? Um, and on top of that, um, on top of that, in addition to that, um, I expect there will be medical exceptions. But look, I think that this is a way to give a symbolic win, a symbolic win. What? I don't even know what that means. Um, It's a way to give a symbolic win to the red states, right? And it'll make it a lot harder for women in red states to get abortions. And abortion will still be legal in blue states. And there will probably, Planned Parenthood will start busing people. I'm sure there'll be buses and funds. If you're going to go get an abortion, we'll bus you to this state. There'll be abortion abortion carpooling services. You can be sure of that. And it, it will never be illegal in New York. And it will never be illegal in California. And, you know, and these red states will feel like they accomplished something. They'll feel like they got something done. Um, and it'll bring them back into the process. I mean, I, I feel like, again, it's a way to make, make the red states and the Trump kind of people feel like they have a voice in the political process, right? On top of that, this is a way, this is what the Democrats can run on. They've wrecked the economy. They've completely wrecked the economy in the United States. They start, started, you know, a new, you know, intensification proxy war with Russia. The gas prices are through the roof. You know, wages are not rising while the price of gasoline is through the roof, while the price of food is through the roof. What else can the Democrats have? But this is what the Democrats have got. Roe v. Wade is overturned, and so we need a federal abortion ban immediately. You know, I mean, this is what the Democrats have, right? This is what the Democrats, they're very good at this. This is the oldest trick in the world. The oldest trick in the world. I think it's just a way to scare women into voting for the Democrats. Couldn't agree more, Elizabeth. You, 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 we are great minds think alike, as they say, since fear is the only way to get our votes. The Democrats have been doing this for years, right? In the 1980s. Well, actually, let me go back to, I think we can show it on here. I think I can actually show you the ad I'm talking about because it's so infamous. I'm going to show you, this was an actual ad. Um, this isn't, this was an actual democratic party ad from 1964 when Barry Goldwater was running for for president and Lyndon Johnson, the Democrat, Lyndon Johnson, the Democrat, you know, the guy who started the, you know, escalated the Vietnam war and, you know, you know, was a, was a complete warmonger. This was an actual ad that he showed on television. This, this was a, a literal, literal ad that Lyndon Johnson ran on TV. I think I'll just show it to you right now. This was a, an actual TV ad that Lyndon Johnson made.
These are the stakes to make a world in which all of God's children can live or to go into the dark. We must either love each other or we must die. Vote for President Johnson on November 3rd. So vote for Lyndon Johnson or else the entire world will explode with nuclear weapons. You know, I guess you got to vote for him because if not, the world's going to blow up. And, uh, you know, it worked. Americans voted for Lyndon Johnson. He won the 1964 election. What happened? Lyndon Johnson, who said, vote for me or else we're going to have big wars and, and stuff. Well, I mean, the world didn't blow up, but he did escalate the Vietnam War. He did send thousands and thousands of young American men to Vietnam to get shot and, and, and try to kill Vietnamese people and slaughter them to try and keep Vietnam from declaring its independence. But, you know, if you were a socialist or a leftist and you got up and said, oh, my God, you know, Lyndon Johnson, let's, let's break with the Democrats. Let's, let's run a socialist for office. They'd say, what? Are you going to let the, the world explode? Look, if you, don't, if you don't vote, that little girl who's got the daisies is going to get blown up. It's a classic tactic. It's a classic manipulation tactic. During the 1980s, they did the same thing. Same kind of ads, right? If you vote for Ronald Reagan, if Ronald Reagan wins in 1980 and Jimmy Carter loses, nuclear war. Didn't happen. 1984, if, 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 uh, if, um, oh, thank you. You like the Satanism video. Thank you very much. Uh, and, uh, you know, 1984, if Ronald Reagan is not defeated, if Ronald Reagan is not defeated, oh my God, the world is going to burst into flames. We're all going to die, right? Didn't happen. Right. Um, and the Democrats, this is a way of getting people who actually want class struggle, who actually want to change things to shut up. Right. They create this emergency situation. Trump is Hitler. We're all going to die. We're all going to get rounded up and put in death camps if Donald Trump is not defeated. That's the way the Democrats can get in there and completely screw us over. Right. You know, the right wing are just so dangerous. We're all going to die. This is the oldest trick in the world. And I think that, you know, the Democrats really, this is all they've got at this point. You know, I mean, that speech, that Biden speech that, that was not a state of the union. What was it? It was his like his a joint address to Congress. It was full of all these promises. He was going to pass the PRO Act to support unions. And he was going to he was going to do all this great stuff. He hadn't done it. He was going to rebuild the country's infrastructure just like Trump was, just like Obama was. Didn't happen. Right. So this is all they got. Right. OK, well, you know, if you don't vote for us, abortion is going to become illegal all over the country. Roe versus Wade. And this is this is what the Democrats have got. You know, um, and um, there you go. I mean, and this is this is what they've got. And I think I think, you know, with the abortion debate, here's the problem. Right. I think abortion should be legal. I think abortion should be legal. But, you know, and I tweeted out the statistics. No one wants to talk about this. It's like it's there's so many examples of issues like this, but. Pro-choice or anti-choice by income level. Holy crap. The lower your income is, the higher the chance that you're going to be anti-abortion. That's true. That is absolutely true. The, the, the lower your income, the more likely it is that you're going to be anti-abortion. Poorer people are more anti-abortion than rich people. Rich people are more pro-choice than poor people. Now, as soon as I bring this up, there's always somebody who says, ah, 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 Caleb, it's low-income people that have abortions. That's true. And that is my point. 
Abortion clinics are in low-income neighborhoods. The main reason that women get abortions is because of economic insecurity, because they can't afford. They, they think, how am I going to feed this kid? What can I do? And so, yes, poorer people get abortions at much higher rates than wealthier people. And poorer people are more opposed to abortions because they know somebody in their family who's had an abortion. They live in a neighborhood where people are getting abortions. They see abortion and they don't like it. That's the reality. If you're a low-income person in the United States, not only is it more likely that you as a woman would have an abortion, it's also very likely that you would know somebody who has an abortion. There's one of the most famous African-American plays uh, is called A Raisin in the Sun. And it's a it's an African-American, you know, it's a play about the black experience. Uh, it's a very famous, uh, famous play. And it, it's about um, a, a, an African-American family that moves into a white neighborhood um, and how they get treated. And at one point in the play, the mother discovers she's pregnant and decides she's going to get an abortion. And and the uh, the family is urging her not to do it. Right. And there's this feeling that it's wrong now. You know, it, it, I mean, I mean, I, I th th this is the reality. Right. And, and this is where it gets messy. And I guess this is my message. OK. And again, this gets messy. I just told you over and over again, I'm pro-choice. Right. You know, I'm pro-choice and I'm a man and I will never get an abortion because I'm a man. I will never be pregnant. So at the end of the day, you know, I can't even really tell you if abortion's right or wrong. But I'll just tell you this. Right. Abortion is not a pleasant thing, right? I mean, the situation in which a woman decides she's going to get an abortion is not a good situation. When a woman says, do I get an abortion? Not a good situation. No one's happy about it, right? It's, it's a bad situation. And we as leftists continue to associate ourselves with bad situations. And that's why we are losing. Okay? It's not about whether you think abortion should be legal or not. Same with the drugs issue, right? I think drugs should be legal. No one should go to jail for smoking marijuana. No one should be go to jail for using heroin. But are drugs good? Is it good when people are shooting up heroin? Is it good when people are getting fucked up on marijuana all the time? And... You know, people turn into potheads. Is it, I mean, you know, is it good when people get drunk all the time and are alcoholics? No, this is not a good situation. Sex work, right? Is it good? Most of what goes on in the world in terms of quote-unquote sex work is horrendous. Human trafficking, pimps, exploitation of women, you know, what, you know, the, what they call white slavery, you know, I mean, kidnapping, torture, rape. Now, you know, I don't think prostitution should be illegal, right? And there are circumstances where some women go into it differently than those circumstances. But for the majority of women in the world that are involved in that, it's an awful, horrendous thing. For the majority of people in the world that are, are getting into drugs, it's not a good thing, right? Opioid addiction, alcohol is not a good thing. Abortion, again, should be legal, but... It's not a good thing. And the left socialists have become associated with bad things. 
people look at us and they think we're the abortion people, we're the heroin people, we're the prostitution people, we're the people associated with prostitution, we're the people associated with drug addiction, we're the people associated with abortions. And everyone looks at us and thinks we don't want to be associated with that. People get negative feelings when they look at us, right? It's not about whether these things should be outlawed. It's not about whether state repression should be used to silence these things. I'm against state repression of drug users. I'm against state repression of prostitution. I'm against state repression of, of abortion. But we need to not have that be what we're about, okay? And that's the problem. If people think socialism is about drugs, and prostitution, and abortions, and mobs breaking shit in the street, and suicide, and mental health problems, and, uh, you know, and pessimism, and hopelessness, and, and depopulate. Socialism is about a lot of really gross, pessimistic, bad things. When people think of socialism, they think of a lot of things that make you go, ugh, I don't like that. And if that's what I thought socialism was, I would never have become a socialist. If I thought socialism was just a bunch of abortions and drug addiction and prostitution and people being desperately poor and people saying everyone has too much stuff and driving the population down and, and, and being hopeless and going, fuck this shit, give me some free stuff, fuck this country, I hate my life, I would never become a socialist. Socialism is associated with pessimism. Socialism is associated with hopelessness. Socialism is associated with grossness. Socialism is hope associated with, with all these ugly, gross, hopeless, negative things. And this is why the right wing triumphs. Because the right wing, what are they associated with? Family. Family. And loving your community. And good values. And Jesus. And community and economic growth and starting your own business and becoming wealthy all and and the right wing are full of shit because they're not about those things they're the main people destroying those things the reason that communities all throughout america are not prosperous is because of neoliberal free market policies the reason families are torn apart all across the united states is because of their prison industrial complex because of lack of economic opportunity uh, you know i mean i mean they're full of shit but the right wing sells themselves as being about loving America and loving little children and believing in the values of Jesus and, and wanting a better life and loving your country. And they're full of shit. The right wing has done more to destroy the family, more to destroy the communities of this country, more to destroy the country economically. They're full of shit. They're not for any of those things. But they get to be about those things. And we get to be about heroin and abortion and and prostitution and cynicism and hopelessness and suicide and blah. And that's, I mean, it's just, it's a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for disaster for our movement. It's, it's absolutely a disaster. Uh, it's absolutely a disaster. Socialism and communism should primarily focus on changing society from capitalism and imperialism to socialism and communism. I couldn't agree with you more, David. I couldn't agree with you more. I could not agree with you more. And and the focus should be on changing the economic foundations of society in order to build a more prosperous and happy society. Planned Parenthood, eugenics history. We'll talk about that. That should be the focus. That should be the focus. And the problem with the left is that, again, it's kind of like what I talked about in the Satanism stream. When we just become associated with 
things that are not good, right? I'm not saying that they should be outlawed. I'm not saying that they're even necessarily wrong. But things that are, ugh, is what leftism is associated with. And that's why we're losing. And the problem is that for a lot of these synthetic left types, they've moralized that. Feeling, ugh, is what they're all about. You know, they want to, they feel, ugh, and they feel resentful, and they feel angry, and they feel hopeless and pessimistic, and they want you to feel hopeless and resentful and pessimistic, and they want the whole socialist movement to just be one big pile of hopelessness and pessimism and all of that. And if you come along and say, we need a government of action to fight for working families, they lose their shit. They lose their shit, right? Listen to Jason and Ruhe's meltdowns, you know? Listen to his meltdowns, right? The, the right just thinks socialists want free stuff. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, listen to Jason and Ruhe's meltdowns, right? You know, his, it, listen to go back and listen to the debate I had with Jason and Ruhe about socialist billionaires. And you'll see that I'm not even really arguing with him about billionaires. I'm arguing with him about pessimism. He wants to be hopeless and pessimistic. And I think we could actually win and we could be hopeful. For me, being a socialist is about being hopeful. It's about being optimistic. It's about believing we can get to a better society. And for these people, it's just an expression of their middle class middle class alienation it's a, just an expression of their of their resentment their rage their their you know and eventually they're going to burn out on that right and i don't know i mean i mean they could just become depressed and hopeless and just not be politically active they could become right wing right i mean but socialism if you look at bolivarian socialism it's not about tearing venezuela down it's not screw venezuela i hate my life it's not like that and i mean if you look at bathist arab socialism you look at China and socialism with Chinese characteristics, it gives off a very different vibe, folks, a very different vibe. Where socialists actually take power and they actually win, they give off a very, very, very different vibe. And if we can't build a movement that gives off a hopeful, optimistic vibe, we're not going to win. We're not going to win. I am in this because I'm hopeful, I'm in this because I'm optimistic, and I'm in this because I want a better country. And also, I'll just make this, this point, which may not be the best point to end my opening remarks on, but it needs to be said also, that, that yes, I'm pro-choice, I am pro-choice, uh, and most of the global communist movement is pro-choice, right? You know, Mao in China was all about abortion. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, Cuba abortion is widely practiced. Um, you know, that, that most socialist countries are pro-abortion. However, there are some pretty big exceptions to that rule. Number one is Stalin. Stalin outlawed abortion. Did you know that? Stalin outlawed abortion. The Soviet Union under Stalin's leadership outlawed abortion. So if every person who wants to outlaw abortion is a Nazbol, is a Nazi, nobody, nobody who is pro-Stalin should be trying to tell me that I'm a bad person because there's members of CPI that are against abortion, which there are. There are Muslim members of CPI who are against abortion. There are Christian members of CPI who are against abortion. We have some Jewish members. I don't know. I don't think they're against abortion, but if they were, that would be fine. You know, um, you know, I will happily work with people who are against abortion. I will. And Stalin was against abortion. So if you're pro-Stalin and you have this attitude that everyone who opposes abortion is bad, you're a complete hypocrite. And furthermore, furthermore, Nicaragua, it's a socialist country that has done amazing things for women, but they do have some very restrictive, some of the most restrictive anti-abortion laws in the world. And am I going to throw Nicaragua under the bus? No. And it blows my mind because one of the people pushing this stupid 
woke narrative. Oh my God, everyone, everyone who's against abortion is a medieval fascist. Oh my God, I could. One of these people, I won't even say his name because he's an idiot. He won't say my name, so I'm not going to say his name. He fucking lives in Nicaragua. Okay? And he's like, he's an anti-imperialist, and he lives in Nicaragua. And he's pushing this crazy, oh my God, we got to go out, and anyone who doesn't fight for, like, you live in Nicaragua, you fucking hypocrite. I mean, it's like, you know, all the things he's saying about, oh my God, any, uh, oh, you know, he's pushing this whole, get behind the liberals, get behind, you live in Nicaragua. So if you're true to your principles, if every person who's anti-abortion, every Muslim who's anti-abortion, Every Catholic who's against abortion has to be canceled. If we all have to drop everything and join and march behind Elizabeth Warren right now, why the fuck are you in Nicaragua? Why the fuck are you in Nicaragua? And I asked this question on the internet. I asked this question on the internet. Right? I mean, it's, it's just pure hypocrisy. And I asked this question on the internet, and someone said to me, and this is the, the best response, someone said, well, Caleb, the socialist movement is different in different countries. And I said, the socialist movement is different in different countries. Wow. So does that mean that we have socialism with American characteristics? Does that mean that, oh, it's different in different countries? What? Does that mean we have to have patriotic? Oh, my God. It's different in different countries. The only moment in which these idiots will recognize that socialism with American characteristics is a thing and that patriotic socialism might make sense. The only time these people will recognize that is when they're trying to defend the right of, of, I mean, Bolivarian countries to not have abortion while they are hysterically marching in lockstep behind Elizabeth Warren in support of abortion. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say. I mean, it's just, it just shows you how, I mean, look, out of the movement to the masses, out of the movement to the masses, out of the movement to the masses, I can't say it enough. Out of the movement to the masses. And out of the movement to the masses means we have to be about something other than drugs and abortions and sex work. And, you know, and we have to be we have to be willing to work with people that have a socially conservative agenda. Look, I'm sorry. In the Bolivarian countries, not a single one of them except Cuba. Right. And Cuba is a Marxist Leninist party. So it's, a, it's not exactly Bolivarian, but it's aligned with the Bolivarian countries. All of them, not a single one has abortion legal. Not a single one. Bolivia doesn't have abortion legal. Venezuela doesn't have abortion legal. And Nicaragua, one of the strongest socialist and Bolivarian countries, has some of the strictest anti-abortion laws in the world. I personally believe in abortion. I believe it should be legal, and I just explained to you why. However, you know, if that, if that is your dividing line, I mean, you can't support any of the Bolivarian countries. You basically have to hate Muslims. You have, I mean, it's like, I'm sorry. The more that you work in the real world, the more you realize that internet cancel culture is bullshit. Internet cancel culture is bullshit. And the problem with, with people like the person that people are mentioning in the chat is that they think you can compromise with wokeness. That's the main problem. These people see wokeness. They see synthetic left wokeness. They see internet cancel culture. They think that somehow they can compromise with it. You can't. You cannot compromise with wokeness. You can't. You can't. You can't. Wokeness is very destructive and it's it's a you know it's it's if anything it's the closest thing to a fascistic current that we currently see it's not fascism full on but you know it, it it has that element right if you disagree with them you deserve to be beaten up and killed um you know they're now calling to abolish the supreme court you know that's one of the things that they now want 
you know, this is this is a main current that in the name of, you know, overthrowing governments around the world, anyone who supports Russia deserves to be silenced. Uh, you know, I mean, this is a, a dangerous current, right, that wants to outlaw any support for Russia, any anti-war speech, any anti-imperialist speech. Uh, anyone who, any, you know, anyone, you know, they're call they want to, you know, it's, it's dangerous. You can't compromise with wokeism. And that's what these people don't understand. You can't compromise with wokeism. It's much easier to recruit people who are not woke than it is to recruit people who are woke because wokeness is a toxic destruction, destructive ideology. And the working class hates wokeism and the broad masses of people hate it. And, um, yeah, that's all, all it is to it. And the center for political innovation stands out as one as the only socialist group in the United States that has drawn a firm line around this. We ain't woke. We ain't woke. We're Marxists. We're socialists. We're not sexist. We're not racist. And we, you know, we will treat people with respect, but we ain't woke. We ain't woke. Um, and we are the only group that has just thrown down and said, we will not be woke and we will not be wokeified. And we're not woke. And that's why people are scared and terrified of us because we are coming out and we're exposing that, look, we're not going to, you don't have to be woke and that what wokes want and what we want are opposites. The wokes aren't better than the right wing. They're different than the right wing. We might agree with them on some issues more, but we might not. And wokeness, wokeness ain't us. We ain't woke. And that's why we're able to survive. And that's why we're able to do all the good work that we do. If we were woke, we would have never been able to do that amazing conference in Austin. We were woke. We would never be able to have the amazing upcoming conference that's planning uh, the four-day weekend, uh, the four-day training school that we're having, uh, you know, coming up, uh, you know, uh, June 22nd. So June 22nd through 26th. I mean, we, we would never be able to do all the amazing stuff we do if we were woke. 